What's up, everybody? I'm Michael Nettemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary, and we are your hosts for the Whitman Podcast. Whatever it takes, whenever it's needed, we're talking all things real estate. So today we're going to talk a little bit about goal setting and mindset, right? Two very important things, and it's pretty appropriate for this time of year as well. Obviously, your goal setting should have been done prior to now, but if not, there's no better time than the present That's to get right. started, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about that, guys. And you know, we actually did our goal setting back at the end of September for 2019. And, and why do we do that? Why do we do it so far out or what appears to be so far out? The main reason for sure is because what you do today shows up 90 days from now. So if you're trying to lead generate and you need to nurture those leads into either someone that's potentially going to sell a home or somebody that's getting ready to buy a home, nine times out of 10, I would even say 99 times out of 100, they are not ready right now here today. True. And so that yeah. 90 day time frame and window allows you to start building a relationship and kind of nurturing them to get them ready and prepped and, and educated through the process and to make sure that you're staying in touch with them so they don't forget about you, honestly. Right, because yeah. we know that 2% of sales are made on the first call. Right. Right, mm-hmm. and, and what is it? Five to 12, 80% between yep. the fifth and 12th After contact. the sixth call, I believe it's about 80% it goes up. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, think is, about that. Yeah. Just follow up and that just goes to show you that 90 days is when you're going to start to see results. And that goes back to the whole pipeline thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, in 90 days, you're going to see your pipeline start to get hot. People will be ready to buy. People will be ready to sell. Because if you're not filling your pipeline now, in 90 days, you're going to be imp- the tank's going to be empty on business. And that, even if you have a lot of business today, if you don't continue to keep that pipeline full, 90 days from now, you're going to be, oh, shit, where's my business at? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. See, right? And that's why you see the real estate roller coaster because so many people, they, they start out doing everything they're supposed to be doing, and then they start getting a, a full pipeline of business, and then what happens is you get busy, right? And so then all of a sudden now you're, in addition to doing lead generation like you're supposed to, now you're negotiating contracts. Now you're working inspections. Now you're out showing property. You're going on appointments. And the first thing and the easiest thing to fall off is lead generation. And it's the thing that shouldn't fall off because that effort is what got you to the point you're at today. But it's the easiest thing to push to the side because if you don't lead generate today, it doesn't directly impact your business today, but it's going to impact it 30 days, 60 days, 90 days from now. And you're going to get all of these closings, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I'm starting over, right? Yeah, and really that rule that we use, a good rule of thumb, is that if you erase, you must replace. So if you take off your time block for when you're supposed to be lead generating because you're busy, I know, for example, right now going through inspections on a lot of these houses, that takes a lot of time. And in order to make sure that you don't forget to also lead generate, you have to be very purposeful there. So set your goals and stick to them because if you stop lead generating, you're not going to have those closings 60 days down the road, you know, it, it, coming into the springtime even too. Mm-hmm. You want to be prepped and ready based off of all the work that you've been doing, especially if you're lead generating every day like we do, all throughout the winter time, getting ready for spring so that you do hit the ground running as opposed to stopping, restarting, and then trying to figure out where your business is because your, your lead generation dropped off. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And it is, and you see it a lot. You see a lot, unfortunately, with a lot of realtors. They start out of the gate going strong, and they might have a really good first year, maybe even a second year, and then year three, they might be out of the business. I've seen it happen a ton over the last 15 years because they forgot to start keep doing what works. They kind of thought they hit a point where, like, hey, I've made it. I can live off of my SOI now. And it's not true. You can have a very strong business from your sphere of influence, but if you really want to blow this thing up and always have a full funnel of business and a full pipeline, you need to be doing other forms of lead generation and and expanding your circle and talking to people that you don't yet know to get them into your inner circle 
that convince them to trust you to help them buy or sell a house. That's yeah, right. and definitely for me, that's a bigger thing too because I'm younger. I'm only 19, and my SOI, you know, isn't necessarily ready to buy a house right now. So I have to really, you know, expand on that and grow and call people that I necessarily don't know. You right. know, just kind of yeah. get out of my comfort zone and reach out to people that I don't know just to grow that SOI so I can continue to have business until, you know, those people in my SOI are actually ready to buy a house or sell a house. Yeah. How did that feel the first time you were calling people that you had, had not known or... I mean, like, before I came on the team and I saw everybody else doing it, you know, it was really big. It was, like, just nerve-wracking to, you know, get on that phone, especially because I started calling, like, first sale by owners, and a lot of them were just cranky, and just they snap at you real quick. So I had to, like, my first encounter with one was just, I got chewed out on the phone, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to keep calling them. But I just kept doing it, and then eventually I joined the team, and I realized, oh, there's other people actually doing this, you know, every day, and it's just kind of like a joke. If it goes, you know, if it goes bad, it's just a joke, and... It's not a big deal. So, I mean, I just realized that there's other people doing this. I should just start doing it and just continue to do it. And, I mean, before you know it, it's just habit. You just get used to it. Like, all right, I got to call 50 people right now. Let's do it. Let's get it over with, fill the pipeline, and move on. So, it just becomes like a habit. Yeah, right. As soon as you do it. And it's nice to have people, like, no people are doing it around you, you know, and trying to push and get the deals as well. Yeah, it makes it, like you said, a lot easier because you know that other people are going through the same exact thing you're going through. And it makes it easy in our environment here because... If you're right, if, if a call kind of goes sideways, we just kind of laugh it off and on to the next call. And same way, when I first started, I was in a little four by four office hitting phones. And I know if I got kind of chewed out on a phone call, I would just feel defeated and it would ruin my day, right? It really would. And, and now, if that happens, it's just you just laugh it off and move on to the next person. And that's kind of the mindset that you need. But mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a skill set that or it's, it's something you develop. Mm-hmm. You develop that mindset. It's not something that happens just right away. Because you still, you're going to get calls in the beginning that aren't going to go well. But it's not a reason to not make the phone calls. A lot of people will be like, well, yeah, I tried expireds and it didn't work for me. It's because they tried it once or twice or maybe three times and it didn't work. I mean, it took me almost two months to get a listing when I first started calling expired listings because I was terrible at it. I didn't know what I was doing and I would just fumble through scripts. But the more I did it and every single day it became a habit it got easier and then you start setting appointments and we built a pretty big business from it yeah i think that's a big thing for new people too like they expect to come in and know exactly what you're doing and i mean everybody is going to be new to real estate at one point and you're really not going to know what you're doing so the best thing to do is just you know start to do the actions and learn eventually because no one's going to know exactly what they're doing the first three four even a year right you know so you're just going to have to get in and learn as you go basically what would you guys going to be stuck with no business when you have those bad calls or calls that go sideways sometimes what would you either tell yourself to get back on track or how do you kind of handle that now when those calls don't go exactly as you plan them to i mean i'd say having like the big why like kind of pushing you like your motivation almost because like you know if i don't make these calls i'm going to be broke i'm going to have to get a quote-unquote real job and i'm not going to be able to continue to do this and you know have the financial freedom that i want someday you know, if I don't continue to make the calls, if I stop making the calls just because this one went wrong, then I'm going to be, you know, stuck working a nine to five job, hating my job, you know, making very little money every year. And that's kind of the motivation that you have to have behind when a call goes wrong to keep yourself going. Yeah, I would agree with that because I think, you know, when we sit down and talk to agents now too that are getting into real estate or just got into real estate and you ask them what their financial goal is, it's always $100,000. Like, that's the arbitrary number that everybody just always says, $100,000. It doesn't mean much. Right. And so so it's $100,000. And the thing is to have that number, and you see it too when you do like team or company business planning, people throw out these numbers like, oh, I'm going to do $50 million next year. And and at the end of the year, they do $3 million. 
right? It's because they wanted to throw out a number there to sound <laughs> good, yeah. but at the end of the day, they didn't have any real idea or any kind of reasoning or why powering, how are they going to get to 50 million? Who are they going to have to bring into their world to achieve that number, right? And so I think for me too, to kind of answer your question is that it's, it's a mindset thing and knowing what your why is, if you want to make $100,000, what is important to you about making $100,000? It's not just, if it's just that, oh, I don't know, I just want to make $100,000. You're not going to hit it because there's nothing powering that. If you know that you need to make $100,000 to pay for your kid's school or to pay your house off or to pay for one of your kid's weddings or, or, or you have something that's really driving you to hit that number, then you're going to do whatever it takes to hit that number. It's not going to be, oh, I come in here and kind of just go through the motions. If I don't set an appointment, that, that's okay. Because if you're really purposeful for to hit your goal and you've got something really driving it to reach that, it's not going to be okay to leave here without an appointment, right? And, and that's right. kind of the biggest difference I see between the people that really succeed at the highest level and the people that don't is that if you have a big why, you put big focus and big energy into it. If you have a small why where it's like, well, I'd like to make 100000 but if I made fifty, I'd be okay with that. Or if I made thirty, I'd be okay with that. Well, then you don't have anything big enough that's going to push you to really want to hit that $100,000. Well, I think that goes to the whole like 10x thing, which the book is right there. I was just like 10xing your goals, too, and making goals that are like tremendously larger than you think you could even achieve in order to just push you, like hold you accountable every day to make sure that you're actually doing the actions day in and day out to reach those large goals that you set. Because, I mean, if you're not taking the actions every day and then you just start, you know, kind of falling off the the ladder almost, then you're going to be like, oh, I'll be okay with 50, I'll be okay with 30. You know, you get denied that call after call, a deal falls through. I'll settle for 30. I'll settle for, you know, you'll just keep dropping. Yeah, you justify it. You justify that I didn't hit 100. So, but I did 50 and that's more than I did last year, right? And then you start to justify that and you should never lower your target. Once you set your target, that should be your focus and you you go after that every day. And that's why it's important too to break your numbers down because if you take a goal like $100,000, you have to do the math and you have to know in in goal setting, what's it going to take to get to $100,000? Because a lot of people just say, oh, I want to make 100,000. And then there's no plan behind it. Right. So so if like you break this down, you take one hundred thousand dollars and I kind of wrote it out here. If you base it off a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar average sale price, you know that if you're an individual agent, that's seventy five hundred dollars on a three percent commission. Mm -hmm. So two hundred fifty thousand dollars sale price, you're going to make about seventy five hundred dollars in a GCI gross commission income. You need to sell 13 homes a year for that year to hit your hundred thousand dollar income goal. Right. Which now you're breaking it down to a big number into, okay, that's one a little over one house a month. But then you need to take it further and figure out how many appointments do you need to go on to hit that goal. And you figure you're probably not going to take every single appointment that you go on. And if you do, you're not going on enough appointments because it means you're probably only going on appointments with people that you already know. So if you figure 70%, you need to get 20 agency agreements signed. And then in order to get 20 agency agreements signed, you know that you probably need to go on 28 appointments because for every appointment, you're going to get seven out of 10 appointments. Not every single person that you sign up is going to end up buying or selling with you, right? So in order to sell 13 homes, you need to go on 28 appointments. And you probably need to talk to 15 to 20 people a day. And that's another thing. I mean, 15 to 20 people a day talking to you, is that a tough number? It's really not. And the other thing, too, is that you're talking to them about real estate. And it doesn't have to be, are you ready to buy or sell a house right now? This goes back into talking about your 90-day plan. Mm -hmm. So if you talk to somebody today and follow up with them over the next 90 days, that's three months. That's an entire quarter of following up and adding value and having conversations to get them ready. 
You are building your pipeline. You are absolutely building your business, even though you're not getting paid for it right now, right here today. Right. And I think that's the biggest struggle with a lot of people is that they come in, they start doing the activity, and they're not getting direct results today. Yes. And they're not thinking for the future because they're thinking, I've got 30 days to make this thing work, or I need to go get a real job, quote unquote real job, right? I've been in that position too. I mean, when I first started in real estate, I struggled with it. It was hard. I didn't know what I was doing. And, and it was at my point, my big why back then was I was tired of having debt collectors call me, yeah. right? Because I had $102,000 in student loans. I had a ton of credit card debt that when college, I racked it up. I was like, oh, I'll get a good job when I graduate and I'll pay this stuff off. And so I had maybe 8,000 in credit card debt, 102 in student loans. And my first job out of college at, at the airport there was uh, making $10 an hour. So I got after taxes, I got paid weekly. I got $320 a week, right? But my student loans were 1200 a month. So there was nothing really left over after my one student loan payment. And I still had a ton of credit cards to pay off, right? So that was what really powered me through was thinking like, I don't want to keep living like this. Like I'm on a first name basis with 10 debt collectors because I can't afford to pay my bills, right? And, and I don't want to ever go back. <laughs> Never, to right? Ever, Never right? again. Mm-hmm. And back then it was just like, okay, if I could make $50,000, I would be in really good shape. So the problem with having a number as your quote unquote big why and your reason for doing it is what happens when you hit 50,000? And then it's like, okay, well, it's 100,000, right? What happens when you hit 100,000, right, in a year? And then all of a sudden, what happens when you start hitting your yearly goals in a month, right? You need something much bigger that's going to push you to make this thing happen. Like for me, it's how do we become the best team possible? And that's how do we become, one, the most professional team, one, the most knowledgeable team and have the best skill set of any realtor out there. And we're doing it every day. And then it's attracting people into your world, too, that are thinking the same way and like-minded, and so you start to build this thing, and all of a sudden now, it's like, how do we become number one in our company, right? How do we become number one in the state, in the country, in the world? And you start attracting the kind of like-minded people to really blow this thing up. But you've got to start by thinking that, one, it's possible, and two, once you think it's possible, you're right. You have to 10x your actions mm-hmm. because doing just, you know, hitting, if your goal is to make 100000 you're calling 15 people a day, you may not hit that because you may need to talk to 50 people a day. And are you willing to do whatever it takes to make your goal become a reality. Yeah, I remember one of the weeks that we had done Boulder. Uh, it was our it was the worst streak that we've had for for contacts to the amount of appointments that we set. And so there were over 500 contacts of people just constantly saying no, not right now, not right now, no, call back later, later in the year. And eventually, it finally broke through, and I set that appointment. And that, by far, has been the worst. But that gives you the idea of the scale of magnitude, that if you're not willing to talk to 500 people in order to get an appointment, that you can go. And not a, oh, I'll come preview your house. It's a, I want to list my house. I want to sell my house. Get that firm appointment that you're going on a listing presentation with them. You, You have to have the mindset that you can face 499 calls of rejection in order to get that one yes and that's really what it's all about exactly it is you're absolutely right because how many people would have given up after a couple hundred and i easily wanted to but i knew that there was somebody out there and that's the thing is that when you when you put us in the same environment with everybody as a team and we're all hitting the phones together and you have other people around you that are setting appointments you see that it's possible and the fact that it is possible that other people are having success means that you absolutely can too. That's one of the driving factors for me to keep going and to keep going through those hard times because yeah. I know that there is something later on down the road. 
And you, you know. I mean, you had you were thinking about quitting. It's absolutely time, right? oh for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's crossed everybody's mind here. I still think about it. Yep. You know what I mean? Because it's like <laughs> because now the goals are so much bigger. That's right. And it's like and you, and you get discouraged because you you have such big lofty goals, and if you're not hitting them fast enough, because in this industry nothing comes fast enough. That's true. Right. And so we've all it, that that kind of it, it flows through all of our minds at some point that. Is this the right thing? Are we doing the right thing? Is this for me? It's come across all of our minds at some point. Maybe it still does. It creeps in here and there. But the biggest way to overcome that is by taking more action. And the more action you take, the more results you have. I mean, you've got business left and right now. Exactly. The the fact that one of the the listing calls and presentations led to an over $300,000 new construction home, talking to somebody I had no idea, never met before in my entire life, the fact that that worked one time told me that I can make this work multiple times, but I have to 10x my action. I have to make 10 times as many phone calls now in order to make that happen. And now business this time of year in December, January is is more actually than what we were doing in the spring and summertime when it was like the gold rush or the busy season. Right. So that, that proved to me too that houses sell year round. There's no right or wrong time to list a house and, and to have the conversations about real estate. And if you keep making phone calls and you keep following up with them, you, you will absolutely line up your business. And so, you know, this next coming, the end of January and first week of February, I'll make more in those two weeks than I did the previous months combined, simply because all of that hard work, what you did 90 days ago is showing up. And so to have those closings lined up is huge. And it's awesome as, as far as a motivator and a boost, because yeah. just like you said, yeah, we, we, you know, we had the conversations where you know, this is obviously commission-based, so if you don't have anything lined up, you don't get paid. Right. And how, how long are you willing to go to not get paid in order to make sure that you go find somebody and get a bunch of houses lined up and to take that 10x action to then 10x your income and, and 10x the yeah. money that you make and to stick with it. I think that having the diligence to stick with it too and have those actionable steps. You know, you talk about how we have to talk to X amount of people and, and, and hit those appointment goals. And if we're not making phone calls every day, if we're not picking up the phone and actually making phone calls, it doesn't matter what our goals are. It doesn't matter how many appointments yeah. we have to go on. It doesn't matter how much money we want to make. If you don't put in the effort, you don't make the calls, you're not going to even go on one appointment. Yeah, so. exactly. You're absolutely right. It kind of reminds me of that image you see online of that guy chipping away at the diamonds. Yes. Right. And the one guy's walking back defeated and the other guy's rushing toward it. And had that guy made like two or three more hits, he would have succeeded. Found all the diamonds. Yeah, he would have succeeded, but he gave up too quick. And it's the same thing in this industry. Most people, it's kind of a 90-day cycle. They get into this, and if 90 days, it's not working, and they quit. And what they need to do is just refocus their priorities, refocus why they why did they put all of the, the effort into getting their real estate license and getting in the industry to begin with, right? And thinking about what was their motivation when they first started and how now refocus that energy to push through and make this happen. Because the thing is, I was the same way. I was like... I would see all of these other people making all of this money and I was putting in a lot of effort, making a lot of phone calls. I felt like I was working harder than most people, but I wasn't seeing the results. And it's because it takes time mm-hmm. of doing the right activities consistently day in and day out for those to start reaping the benefits mm-hmm. of it. And the more you do and the more effort you put into it, the more you get back in return, but it just takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think a big thing too is like, we're talking about all these people we're talking to and people might be like, well, who are you talking to? If you have 15 or 20 people that mm-hmm. you need to talk to, who are you talking to? So let's Where do you find about, them? Yeah, right. exactly. So let's just go through a little bit about who we talk to on yeah. a daily basis. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, probably my favorite numbers to call right now are expired, canceled, and first sale by owners, just because they're kind of like, they're ready to buy. I mean, or ready to sell, so, I should say. Mm-hmm. And you know, first sale by owners really want to sell their house, but they're probably not open to working with an agent, obviously, yet. So you kind of got to 
get them to work with an agent and the expires you know that they want to sell and they're open to working with an agent it's just you know them picking you versus another agent so they're like hot and ready to go it's just a matter of mastering the scripts and mastering the closes to get them to work with you yeah because that's the low-hanging fruit you know that a first sale by owner wants to sell their house you know that an expired or canceled had a had a want to sell their house their home now just came off the market but they still have a need to probably want to sell their house it's figuring out getting good at the scripts and what to say so that when you call and they say no i'm not interested you don't just say okay right right Mm -hmm. you need to go in deeper find out what was their motivation for wanting to sell to begin with right they put it on the market for a reason so what was your motivation had your home sold where were you moving to if we could get you top dollar for your home would you sell right and asking those questions to make sure that we're getting appointments to get in front of them That's a good point on the for sale by owners, Joe. A lot of times, sometimes they say, hey, I want to try it myself for 30 days, for example. What do you usually tell them in that situation? I mean, you tell them, hey, I mean, if I find someone in the next 30 days, I'll definitely give you a call and let you know that I have a buyer. But if not, I'm going to keep calling them until that 30 days, you know, is done and then go for the appointment. Because a lot of people, after the first call, like you said, just give up. Mm -hmm. And only 2% of appointments are set on the first call. So probably like 98% of agents out there or just calling the first time on the FISBO. I mean, a lot of them are saying nowadays, oh, let me come and preview your house. I may have a buyer and call an appointment. And really, at the end of the day, you're just wasting the first sale by owner's time and your time. And you're losing their trust in the beginning, too. Because the yeah. biggest thing is gaining their trust. If they don't trust you now, they're not going to trust you in 30 days when they're ready to list. Right? Absolutely. Right. right. And you're starting the relationship off in a lie. If you're telling them, if you don't actually have a buyer for the home, don't tell don't them tell you them. have a buyer for mm-hmm. it. Because it is. It's just wasting their time. And all you're doing is lying to them, and we don't want to lie to them. So be honest. You know what? I work with a lot of buyers in the area. I don't currently have one right now. But here, you know, and ask them questions. If you if your home doesn't sell in the next 30 or 60 days, will you consider hiring a realtor? If they say yes, great. I'd like to be your resource. I'd like to interview for the position, right? And then it's just a follow-up game and follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. And the thing is, you don't need a fancy system to start doing this. That's I right. think that's a lot, too, where... People want to have this fancy for sale by owner thing where they have their 10, 12 letters and their emails yeah. and everything like that. Just pick up the phone and call, call. right? Yeah, call. It, Say hello. Because the thing is, the people that are selling like that product, I'm sure they work, right? I'm sure they work. But by the time you put all the time and money into buying some fancy product and doing all that, it's just as easy to pick up the phone. Like, this thing will make you a ton of money if you <laughs> use it, right? And it's simple. You just set up a follow-up in a week, a follow-up in two weeks, right? Pick up the phone and call, be a resource, answer questions if they have it, and don't worry about having this perfect follow-up system because a lot of people will spend a month or two putting that system together before they even make a phone call. And there's another guy that's actually doing the follow-up and exactly. close and you're five deals by the time that person you know, exactly. got done with their training program. Right. Yeah, so don't be so worried about having the perfect follow-up system. Get into action, get in to start making it happen, and then you'll figure the rest out as you go, right? And so I think that's a big piece is that don't allow yourself to get stuck like worrying about, oh, I don't have a good follow-up system. Just pick up the phone and call. Right. Figure it out once you have somebody to follow up with. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I hope we brought you a little bit of help here on how to set goals, how to set your targets, and, and a little bit about mindset. Anything else we want to add in on mindset? Because the truth is 90% of success in this business is believing you can do it. And if you don't believe you can do it, if you, you yourself don't believe you can do it, you're not going to be able to do it, right? The biggest thing for why I would say is find like-minded people. And I yeah. think that that's why our team and our group work so well together is because we have very similar whys. We, we all help each other build towards that goal, but you're around people that want to succeed and want to succeed at a high level. And to be around people that aren't sitting around and waiting for business to happen to them, kind of how we touched on in, in our first podcast, we want to be proactive. And we want to find people that we can help as opposed to just wait for our phones to ring. Eventually, the day will come where our phones will absolutely ring off the hook. 
But until that point in time, we have to be hungry and be proactive. And it's awesome to be in an environment where you can learn the best practices and what different people are using in order to be proactive and go on these appointments and actually close business. Yeah. And I think my biggest thing probably too is just finding people who are already, who've already really quote unquote made it like in the real world of the business and just kind of look at their stories and see how long it took for them to actually get off the ground. And it's just like, oh, it took them 20 years yeah. to get their business to where it is now. Why, why would I quit in the first two or three months? You know, if it took them three or four years just to start making over 50 grand, why would I quit in two months and then try to do something else? Because obviously if I quit that too, it's not going to work. You're just going to start hopping from thing to thing and yeah. know, just quitting. And 20 years from now, you're going to be doing something you don't enjoy doing anyway. Exactly. You're going to be kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So if you really want to make it in this industry, it's absolutely possible. you got to get your mindset right and you got to take massive action. You've got to do it. 10x your business. 10x your goals, 10x your life, and, and things will change. So Absolutely. feel free to ask us questions. We'll see you next week. Down and build me up whatever it takes.